0: Is that the way it is on this one?
1: Yeah, all bad puns all the time.
0: For the kiddies, yeah?
1: Always, bro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it is our version of a Halloween show, so uh, you can be forgiven. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, but not by much. (laughs) Hello, friends, and welcome in to this, the 130th edition of Fusebox Maliciously, entitled Skeletal Refrains... And I'm your, no, this is my costume, really, host, Mark Rose, and over there, scary as a Republican Congress, the dark prince of potentiometers himself, Milk Canes, everybody.
1: Thank you kindly.
0: So, uh, you like this uh, this uh, time of the season, Mr. Keynes?
1: Well, I like hiding out in the dark and not answering the door, if that's what you
0: yeah, but you do that every day of the year.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, uh, I don't care for this time of year, really. But you know what? I gotta say, it's it's kind of weird this year. I'm kind of digging it.
0: Oh, yeah? Really? So you're planning on doing uh, the trick-or-treat thing, then?
1: Oh, hell no. Can you imagine that? Me showing up at some poor slob's house with a pillowcase and a pair of bloodied hedge trimmers?
0: Well... Wait, you, you actually... Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I do that a lot,
0: don't I? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, we have had, you know, compared to the rest of the country anyway, uh, a rather mild year, weather-wise. Maybe maybe, maybe what it is, is you're, you're just feeling the joys of the season, you know? The coming renewal, the rebirth of the potentials within us. Yeah, yeah no. Know, well, it is that time of year, and uh, I, for one... And I've always been fascinated by this, but I I, I love the uh, deus de las mortes thing a whole bunch. Uh, I particularly love the uh, the art associated with Day of the Dead. The, the little brightly colored skeletons and all that stuff. Love that.
1: Yeah, I know that about you. Don't you have some kind of skull-shaped flower pots or something upstairs
0: there? Yeah, actually I do. It's, a, it's about the size of a, a plum, maybe. And uh, out of the top of the skull's head is a little uh, air plant. <laughs> you know uh, What do they call those things? Talandrias or Talandrias or whatever they are I, uh, it, And it's all painted in the style and tradition of that uh, particular observance Yeah, I, I went to Mexico when I was a, a wee lad And uh, encountered a, a parade That was uh, commemorating that event And, and man, I, I was I was just stricken with it ever since
1: Well, I thought it was because you're like a vampire or something
0: Well, that is a true fact That uh, my dad's side of the family actually uh, harkens back to uh, uh, Transylvania. It's not a joke, it's true.
1: Well, there you go. I always thought that coffin in your living room was a bit fucked up, but hey, this is Portland, so uh, whatever raises your dead, I
0: guess. You know, as a kid, I I, I absolutely loved to get into some kind of uh, horrendous makeup and uh, parade around acting like a, a ghoul or a werewolf or whatever.
1: So what'd you do for Halloween then? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very funny, Mr. King. <laughs> I I uh, I was a, a, as normal as uh, I could tolerate the rest of the time.
1: Yeah, hard to imagine that.
0: Well, what about you?
1: Well, I never got into the costume thing. I mean, it, it just it always seemed like a bit too much work for a box of milk duds and stale gum.
0: Yeah, but I'll tell you, though, the, the candy was fun for me, as a kid anyway. Because uh, it, it was like the only time of the year that your parents allowed you to go into a sugar coma. You know, without penalty.
1: Now, I'll tell you what, I used to dig a lot and, and uh, can't find it anymore, at least easily.
0: Razor blades and apples?
1: Well, you're half right. <laughs> cinnamon apples. Remember those?
0: Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Oh
1: man, yeah, they were they were like the caramel ones, but they were uh, dipped in a red hot cinnamon sugar coating, and oh man, I love those things. I, you know, I still do. I
0: I do remember those. Yeah, they they were uh, they were on a stick, just like a, the uh, caramel uh, variety, but they were coated in what looked like a, a melted. Uh, a-, a melted red hot, remember those?
1: Yeah, buddy I don't know what it was about that super hot cinnamon against that apple But damn, it was good Probably illegal in Utah
0: Isn't everything?
1: Pretty much
0: Well, you know, we're, we're definitely off to a sugary start here But uh, fear not, friends <laughs> We have a couple of goodies in our bowl of show From the past, actually, that are Most appropriate for the theme of this edition of Fusebox, we uh, like to refer to them as evergreens. And uh, upon a a short reset, we will commence with the frightening frivolity. The most trusted name in surgical dressing. TheFuseboxShow.com
2: This program is presented by the Centers for Disease People...
1: Most of us have fond memories of close encounters with unusual animals. But did you know that children can carry germs that can make people sick? It's important to follow these recommendations. Wash animals cautiously. And pregnant women should put animals in your mouth while visiting an animal.
0: The always relevant and highly specialized Fernando and Lemur. You know, a uh, frequent contributor to our uh, Madness over here is uh, Jody Lorimer and a few Years back she wrote And voiced a little ditty Called the family Face and uh, It's become uh, an evergreen As we like to say For uh, this time of year In particular and so uh, we present it Once again for your screaming And dying pleasure Here's the family Face
2: It had been so long, she wondered how he looked. The bag was packed, the flight was booked. Never mind the hate, the disgrace. Nothing matched her need to see a family face. She didn't look the way she had before. She didn't feel. She wasn't blonde anymore. He was her safety, he was her ace, he filled her need to see a family face. face. She knew he'd be there by the row of pines where moonlight lay on the ground in lines. The clouds clustered and began to race. Soon, she'd see her family face. She dug all night till the edge of day to release him as the dawn gathered grey. Never mind the rain down her face. There he was, the family face. He didn't look like he had before. Her fears relaxed behind a closing door. Never mind the cavity, the space that once had been the family face. She was blonde again, like before. Her soul was changed in spite of family lore. The train went west. In her hands, a vase that contained the family face.
1: You know, I've said it before, man, but uh, I really dig that one. And that uh, vamp on the end,
0: too. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, As do I. And uh, thanks again to the very talented uh, Jody Lorimer for writing and uh, voicing that one for us, and as usual, allowing me to fiddle with the sonic landscape there with uh, Reckless Abandon. We'll uh, we'll actually have another one of those type of things coming up in a bit. Uh, This one read by our comrade in uh, audio crime here at Fusebox, Jeff Pollard. Uh, <clears throat> but first, you know, I was actually going to do a review of this series, uh, but and I, I still might. But I just wanted to mention uh, for those who have uh, uh, Amazon Prime in particular, or uh, if not, uh, perhaps you can uh, find and locate this series in the land of obtainment or uh, some other such method. But uh, a series that debuted on the aforementioned Amazon Prime a few months back was uh, called Carnival Row. And it uh, stars uh, Cara Delevingne and um, Orlando Bloom, among others, in what is uh, described in the uh, wiki entry, quoting here, Carnival Row follows mythical creatures who have fled their war-torn homeland and gathered in the city as tensions are simmering between citizens and the growing immigrant population. At the center of the drama is the investigation into a string of unsolved murders, madness of power, unresolved love, and social adjustments, eating away at whatever uneasy peace exists.
1: Oh, he'd be all over that.
0: Well, I I gotta say, man, I... You know, for me, I'm just a a tad burned out on the whole orcs and Middle-earth and all that kind of stuff. But I was thoroughly entertained by this first season of the show.
1: No orcs, then?
0: Yeah, no orcs. And I had read some pretty damning editorials claiming that the show was uh, dull and uninspired, as uh, one person wrote. And that person probably doesn't know what it's actually like. To take this genre and tell an adult story using this type of setting I'm sure there weren't enough dragons and orcs and, you know, all that kind of stuff But I found it quite engaging and uh, wonderfully visualized Considering the budgetary restraints, no doubt
1: Adult, you say? So are we talking about some kind of three-way with a troll and a centaur and a wood (laughs) nymph or something? (laughs)
0: Well, no Although, although, there is uh, content of a uh, similar nature in this program which is fitting, actually, for the situations. Uh, not in a gang of prawns way. Or sorry, gang, uh, G- Game of Thrones style. Not not that way. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's handed to... I think it's handled quite appropriately to the story, which, uh, as it states there in the uh, wiki ex- excerpt, it has a lot to do with a series of mysterious crimes. And uh, also, uh, the us and them status of this world were... Uh, Um, Certain more magical beings are uh, living with the less empowered And uh, how in uh, some cases the more magical are sadly having to modify themselves To pass in the normal civilization to uh, fit in better And uh, there is a rather vitriolic hatred for them uh, From some of the more, uh, dare we say, conservative We might even say bigoted (laughs) parts of the society
1: yeah, I'm smelling an allegory Is that what you call it? <laughs> yes, sir
0: Mr. Keynes, very allegorical And uh, similar to factions of our own society And the prejudices that uh, occur here It's not really a very big step away from that
1: So you dug
2: it, huh?
0: Really did And again, sometimes trailers or previews for a series or film um, They can be very misleading If not downright damaging, actually To the show's potential Uh, This thing looked Okay from the trailer But there was something Beyond the trailers That seemed uh, To come through there And might suggest that uh, There is actually a good story there Yeah,
1: how about the, the, the damn trailers That tell you the whole story Before you even see the movie Yeah, that too Hate when they do that Leave something to the imagination, man
0: Really, honestly, I'm not sure what the rationale is For releasing the whole story arc in a trailer I see it all all the time But I'm sure there's a high-priced consultant involved
1: Who should be fired
0: So, I really enjoyed Carnival Row And and again, instantly, you have characters who are interesting In situations that are uh, not far removed From the conflicts uh, we face these days uh, perhaps in a different setting, but uh, the way we feel about their situations is, uh, I think anyway, very accessible. Oh, and not to be confused with another great, uh, albeit short-run series, that was uh, originally on HBO, I think, called uh, Carnival, which if you have not seen that one, I would urge a similar view. I think that that might be on Amazon as well. Maybe maybe Netflix? It
1: uh, says here it's... Yeah, at least season one is available on uh, Amazon Prime, yeah.
0: Excellent. Yeah, check that one out, too. Tremendous series. I, I recommend it highly. The show for everybody,
1: but not everybody will like it. Fuse Box.
0: So if you've listened at all to this humble show for a while, then uh, you are aware we are fond of uh, following the delirious happenings in the great state of Florida. (laughs) But in the spirit of fairness, there are on occasions strange and somehow weird things happening in other places as well. And although uh, this batch is decidedly More of a strange sightings than odd behavior kind of a thing We thought it was fitting for the theme of this uh, edition of the show So here, friends, are some bizarre beasties That have been reported around the country And uh, starting the whole thing off uh, With one from our own uh, state of Oregon here And you know what? I have never heard of this. <laughs> uh, it's called Colossal Claude, and apparently he uh, lurks in uh, in waterways. It's been described like this. His head was like a camel's. His fur was coarse and gray, which is quite odd. He had glassy eyes and a bent snout. That he used to push a 20-pound halibut Off our lines and into his mouth (laughs) Other witnesses have described Colossal Claude As being 40 feet long With a big, round body A vicious-looking tail And an evil, snake-like head
1: Wait, I saw that thing coming out of a sewer On the southeast one time
0: And how many Chernobyl martinis inspired that vision, Mr. Keynes? Maybe. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And uh, from our friends in the uh, great state of California come these peculiar beings known as the Dark Watchers, the uh, native Chumash tribe, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, of uh, California's central coast, has been around for thousands of years, and uh, even they call the Dark Watchers the Old Ones. Apparently, uh, most recently, uh, John Steinbeck wrote of the mysterious figures, quoting John here, "'No one knew who the Watchers were, nor where they lived, "'but it was better to ignore them "'and never show interest in them.'" The faces of these uh, so-called dark watchers have uh, never been seen, evidently. And they never make a sound. Witnesses describe dark silhouettes, up to 15 feet tall, lurking against the twilight sky, often with flowing cloaks, wide-brimmed hats, or walking sticks.
1: Sounds like the kind of thing that hangs around school playgrounds.
0: (laughs) Well, quite possibly, I I don't know. Yeah, uh, Very, very elusive in uh, any event. And uh, uh, to add to our serpentine collection, here's another one, uh, this time from Idaho.
1: They have water in Idaho?
0: They most assuredly do, Mr. Keynes. This one called Charlie, with an S, S-H, Charlie. It says here that uh, the region's native people have long feared A quote evil spirit dwelling deep in Big Payette Lake. And the 20th century was dotted with reports of sightings of a dinosaur-like creature. Charlie was first described by eyewitnesses as a huge log floating in the water. Subsequent sightings described a 35-foot-long beast with a dinosaur-type head, pronounced jaw, humps like a camel, and a shell-like complexion
1: You know, it is kind of weird That all these different places Have uh, all seen some sort of serpent From time
0: to time Yeah, and you know what? We we, we don't know if these are uh, <laughs> Inspired sightings If you know what I mean Or, or if maybe at some point uh, in time and, and maybe even still These creatures really do exist Dwelling below the areas of our... Uh, recent exploration, because let's face it, friends, we, we really haven't explored every single inch of this here uh, orb, and uh, there are areas that are vastly uncharted. I just don't know. And uh, from Kentucky comes this, the Hopkinsville Goblins. Space Goblins was the explanation for the little silvery green men who tormented the inhabitants of the Sutton Farmhouse in in Kelly, Kentucky, uh, one UFO-filled August night in 1955. If these uh, diminutive aliens don't sound super frightening, take care to note that bullets bounce off of them like metal. Early sightings described them as silver with a greenish-silver glow.
1: So I'd say that Kentucky bourbon was flowing pretty freely that night, yeah?
0: Well, you know what? It's interesting that uh, uh, just just three years earlier, in 1952, there were uh, a string of sightings of UFO activity, and it was reported by residents all over that area. It's really hard to say, folks, but uh, <laughs> crazier things have happened, you know? Oh, and this one I have heard of, and it's fascinating, and it's uh, from uh, Louisiana comes... Rougarou And there are multiple Origin stories, uh, mythologies Behind this uh, Quote, Cajun critter Normally a werewolf A shape-shifting thing Seems to be involved Rougarou is most often been described As having a human body With the head of a wolf It's said to have had Glowing red eyes And razor-sharp teeth Also known, and this is how I've known it as uh, Lou Garou.
1: Wait a minute, didn't he pitch for the Red Sox?
0: <laughs> well, I'm telling you what's crazy here is that uh, this particular legend, the shape-shifting thing, this, this goes around the globe. Native Americans, Eastern Europe, even Asia, uh, they all have similar tales of this creature. And uh, you start to wonder about whether this could have been uh, a real thing. Lycanthropy is certainly uh, commonplace. And uh, our last entry into this uh, little collection of bizarre beings hails from Montana, known as Shunka Warakin. Now there is a disclaimer posted for this thing. It says here, this monster is actually real. Whether it's a monster or not is up for debate. But a 19th-century rancher killed and mounted the wolf-like thing which had pestered local natives for generations. Today, the owner of the stuffed creature refuses to have the Shunka Warakan, which means carries off dogs, refuses to have its DNA tested. So uh, what the monster truly is remains a mystery. Witnesses who uh, did get a good look at the thing described it as being nearly black with high shoulders and a back that sloped downward, much like a hyena.
1: Carries off dogs, huh?
0: Yeah, that was their story and they're sticking
1: to it. What was that other one, the, the cabra or whatever it was?
0: The goat sucker, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that one is a, maybe a wee more modern day, but again, again, nothing has been confirmed on that one as the uh, one claimed to be found was uh, later proven to be some kind of a coyote evidently. Again, hard to say as the thing was pretty uh, mummified when they found it. Oh, uh, and uh, another interesting uh, factoid, not beastie related, but uh, brought to our attention by our colleague uh, Jeff Pollard. Our fine state of Oregon here has more ghost towns than anywhere in the country, evidently. Uh, There are are 60 that have been uh, accurately documented Around the state From uh, abandoned logging camps To, uh, you know, deserted gold mining towns That kind of thing They say it's actually very difficult, though To get an accurate accounting Of just how many ghost towns there are Because of the uh, state Of uh, the remaining buildings And the debris If, if there are any And uh, it varies It varies greatly Some say uh, there could be uh, Potentially uh, Numbers in the hundreds
1: Yeah, like maybe Altoona
0: yeah, I don't think that's a, a ghost town, Mr. Mr. Keynes. Yet. <laughs> it's also in Pennsylvania, but anyway. And speaking of a uh, small, mummified remain, here's another charming little nugget, written by our friend Lawrence Overmeyer and uh, voiced by our collaborator in chaos, Jeff Pollard. Something called... Voodoo chow. I have a dapper little British voodoo doll with bowler and umbrella. I like to take the pins out of his head and stick them in his butt to wake him up. And sometimes when I really want to frighten him, I take off all his clothes so no one can tell what class
2: he's from.
0: Oh yes, a refreshing spin on that idea From the mind of Lawrence Overmeyer And uh, read there by uh, Jeff Pollard And with that We'll take our shrunken heads and a rattling box of bone trumpets And squeeze between the cracks in the floorboards But not before thanking our uh, contributors To this edition of the show Aaron Dowd, Sabra May, Fernando ninde Lemur, Jody Lorimer, Lawrence Overmeyer, and Jeff Pollard. Notwithstanding, although often standing in the shower wondering what day it is, the maestro of meters himself, <laughs> <laughs> Milk Canes, for technical assistance,
1: as
0: and of course, our undying, nay, immortal, And not like a stiff, rotting zombie at all. No, thanks to you, friends, for uh, pushing play on this here episode of Fusebox. We know there are countless other, some might even say, more rewarding things for you to be doing. But you're not. You're right here, plugged into whatever type of awesome contraption you have there and listening to us. So, we do so much appreciate that. As do we also appreciate you uh, clicking subscribe and uh, ticking the little stars and the buttons or the boxes or whatever it is where you are receiving and retrieving this program. Give us a nice big rating as uh, we do so appreciate that. As we also appreciate you uh, stopping by the fuse box store on your way towards the exit. As, uh, that helps us immensely as well. You can easily locate the link... To the store there in, uh, Right here in these uh, here show notes As well as from the Facebook page The Fusebox Show And uh, clicking on the uh, Shop Now button And last, but certainly at the end By visiting uh, thefuseboxshow.com Web page And clicking that little shopping tab there Easy as that I have been your wondering Why they don't make a chocolate-covered cucumber Host Mark Rose saying, Have a delightful Halloween, and until our next cartoon.